0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Stellantis is starting to dump its joint venture partners in China. It's closing down a joint venture it has with GAC, the Guangzhou Automotive Group. And it reached an agreement with Dongfeng that it will allow it to start selling its shares it has in Stellantis. Stellantis has been losing money in China for years and has seen its sales plummet there, Now it plans to start to import electrified Jeeps and to pursue an asset light strategy like Fisker. That suggests to us, it may hire a contract manufacturer like Magna or Foxconn to assemble vehicles for it in China. Other foreign automakers like Volkswagen and BMW are also taking more ownership and control of their joint ventures in China, and we expect to see others do the same. The main reason we say that is the more of the joint venture you own, the more profits you get to keep. Aston Martin wants to partner with either Mercedes, Lucid, or Rimac to use one of their platforms for its future EVs. Chairman Lawrence Stroll says Aston will first launch a plug-in hybrid version of the DBX crossover next year, or early 2024, but it wants to introduce its first all-electric model in 2025. And going with Mercedes would be an easy decision. It already owns nearly 10% of Aston and supplies it with engines. But it could collaborate with Lucid because Saudi Arabia's public investment fund is an investor in both companies. And Lawrence Stroll has mentioned coming out with an electric hypercar, so a partnership with RIMAC could make sense. We'll see what happens, but Aston plans to have a fully electric lineup by 2030. Everything seems to be in short supply these days, and copper is going to be next on the list. S&P Global warns that a copper shortage is looming, and supply won't be able to meet demand or climate goals. Currently, copper costs $7,500 a metric ton, but that's expected to hit nearly $11,000 later this decade. Demand for copper is expected to hit 50 million tons by 2035, Double what it is today. And based on current trends, there could be a shortfall of 10 million tons by then because there aren't enough new sources to mine. Recycling can help with the supply, but it's said it won't be enough to bridge the gap. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. The future of Michigan is extraordinarily bright. Um, we have such incredible assets, and I think more and more we're realizing how to put those together in a way that's going to help this state really help lead the nation uh, as we go forward. The Hyundai Group plans to take mobility to the skies by 2028 with an electric passenger drone and is leveraging its automotive know-how to do it. Its air mobility division, called Supernal, showed off a cabin concept that was created with the help of designers on the automotive side of the group. Not only are the seats and materials inspired by cars, but it features deployable seat storage that resembles center consoles and overhead lights that were inspired by sunroofs. And it doesn't stop there. It also tapped the automotive side to help design the vehicle so that it's easier to manufacture with the aim of making them more affordable. And it's not just looking at electric. The group is developing an air mobility vehicle that runs on hydrogen and hopes to introduce it in the 2030s. But the first goal is to certify the electric passenger drone for commercial use in the U.S., followed by Europe. And even though most of the world is going electric, I would argue this is the greatest era of piston-powered performance vehicles. And Ford just reached into its parts bin snatched out the supercharged 5.2-liter V8 from the Mustang Shelby GT500, put it in the F-150, and now calls it the Raptor R. The 700-horsepower truck is meant to allow for, quote, even more extreme off-roading. Some of the upgrades have to do with the added torque of the V8, like a new front axle, torque converter, and beefier driveshaft, while others were made to handle the extra weight and make the truck even more extreme. Those include longer trailing arms, a panhard rod, 24-inch coil springs, and electronically controlled live-valve shocks from Fox. Special details, like the raised hood power dome, help distinguish the Raptor R, which goes into production late this year. Porsche is making the rounds with investors touting its initial public offering, which is expected to happen in the next few months. Some analysts are predicting it could be worth 80 to 90 billion euros, but there's some concern with investors that Porsche will remain too closely tied to VW even after its IPO. And there's also concern that the automaker won't hold its value as well in a recession compared to other more exclusive luxury brands like Ferrari. But for the past five years, Porsche's average operating margin is 16%, and it believes it can deliver high sales volumes along with higher margins. We want to know what drives your testing OTA, Connected Car, Diagnostics, Remote Testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Here's an interesting intersection of technologies. Viratech, a British startup that made a fuel cell hypercar, which debuted at the Goodwood Festival of Speed, and Reaction Engines are teaming up to make fuel cells even more efficient. Reaction Engines is a British company that's developed a new type of rocket engine for space launches, and a key part of its development is a thermal management system that can cut air temperature from 1000 degrees C to room temperature in a fraction of a second. And VeraTech wants to use that thermal management system because it would allow it to reduce the size and weight of the fuel cell system, making them more efficient. The Apricale, that previously mentioned hypercar, already has impressive specs. 1,000 horsepower in a car that only weighs 1,000 kilos, which is about 2,200 pounds. And even though Veratech came out with this wicked hypercar, it sees a bigger market for fuel cells in heavy trucks. The EV segment is growing fast in the American market. EV sales were up more than 60% in the first half of the year even though the overall market fell by 18%. But Volkswagen seems to be having a hard time getting buyers to consider putting an ID.4 in their driveway. Sales of the ID.4 fell 30% in the first half and were down a staggering 75% in June. And it's not a problem with low inventory. According to Ward's Intelligence, VW has a 153-day supply of ID.4s. So we expect to see a big marketing campaign coming out with discounts and incentives to move the metal. And by the way, we've got a great video about how all the automakers performed with their EVs in the first half of the year, our very own EV report card. And we've got a link to that in today's transcript or in the description box below. That brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you for tuning in. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation.